on our phone lines this morning. Welcome to the morning show, Pastor. Thanks for joining us. Well, thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm excited. No, the pleasure is all ours. You guys joined our weekend lineup on Sundays where you stream your services. That is at 9 to 9.30, and we'll throw out more information at the tail end of this interview. But uh, just glad to have you guys joining us. And I'll ask you this, Pastor. So much of this news cycle is dark. You look at the national headlines, stay local, and a lot of people feel rather hopeless right now. And the question I pose to you is, is it possible? And what does it take to see an awakening, one that is spiritual, to help out our city of Memphis and really the nation? That's First of all, that's a great question. I would point people to um, do a little research around what happened through John Wesley and George Whitfield in 18th century England. Uh, that we think things are dark right now, and your characterization is on the mark. But if you do a little bit of study of history, in 18th century England, one in um, five, uh, every woman was in prostitution, some as age young as age nine. Slavery was endemic and brutal. Oh. Alcoholism was endemic. The country of England was on the verge of a revolution. And then an awakening happened. And there are many historians that credit the awakening that happened through uh, John and Charles Wesley, George Whitfield, and other leaders with uh, creating a stabilization within the nation that actually prevented England uh, from entering a revolution. It was what some historians characterize as what ushered forth what is known as the Victorian age, where people began to do the right thing because their hearts had been transformed by the love of God through his gospel. And so what's important for all of us to be mindful of, if God has done that before in the past, it is possible for God to do that again in the future. Hmm. And I assume that's by dropping to our knees and prayer pastor, and not just one time when we step in it or we see a problem in our city, but continually cry out to God as a collective well, that's, that's a, a great way to lead in uh, to speaking a little bit more into the uh, kind of what we would call the sacred mix of revival. Only God can bring revival and spiritual awakening. But when we see the patterns of Israel, when uh, she would stray from God and then uh, out of desperation, she would turn her heart back to God and God would be responsive. I think it's important that we pay attention to that pattern uh, simply because of the, the fuel that desperation provides. Uh, and my point is that in revivals and awakenings throughout history, there has been this desperation factor. When you, if you, the last great move of God that we're aware of in history in the last, uh, let's say in the 20th century, would be the Hebrides revival. Hebrides Islands uh, off the northern coast of uh, England. And in that era, uh, in, when God broke out, there was, there was a, not the majority that was praying, but there were this minority of people. They were older people who began to cry out to God in their homes and in also gathering in the church because they recognized an entire generation of young people were not present. Um, in churches and 
They began to pray and intercede out of desperation, and God began to respond. Hmm. Once again, only God can bring revival and spiritual awakening. But one of the characteristics through the ages has been a desperation that fuels a crying out to God in prayer. So that's an excellent question. Speaking to the senior pastor at Christ Church, right off Poplar, Pastor Paul Lawler on our phone lines this morning. More and more Americans, according to a new Pew study, want to attend church digitally. And I was reading down through this piece and wanted to get your reaction. Do virtual sermons sound fun? This Pew study shows that a growing portion of Americans are down to commune with the Holy Spirit via their tablets and laptops. Now, I have done both because of the pandemic, Pastor. And they're not the same thing. Going to church versus watching it on my iPad. Well, that's a great question as well. Let's let's validate that anytime somebody plugs in to uh, good teaching, whether it's on the radio or online, that, that that's certainly a positive thing if it's based on the Word of God. But worship is a different matter in the context that when we recognize the characteristic of Christianity is embodied, the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. That's what we see in the person of Jesus. And then we see this picture in scripture that the, that the church is actually the body of Christ. And that's not a coincidence that God would instruct us in this way, because the scriptures teach that we are to practice what's, what we would refer to as an embodied presence. And that is that we, being the body of Christ, we embody that through our physical presence. Um, many listeners may be aware that there was an ancient heresy in Christian Christianity known as Gnosticism, where we separate spirituality from the body, from being embodied. And the point is, you, there's really no such thing as online worship in the context of how it, worship is intended to be expressed in Scripture. You can't practice loving one another, praying for one another in the context of being present encouraging one another, spurring one another on to good works, blessing one another. You can't do that in its full orb nature when you're sitting at home in your lazy boy in your pajamas. You, the only way to live into that is by embodying your presence with the gathered community as the body of Christ, magnifying God in worship. And you can worship at Christ Church every Sunday, and we'll talk about your services in one moment. But I would encourage folks to go to church or ChristChurchMemphis.org and read the pastor's piece on this, the importance of gathering in person for weekly worship. I read down through it before the show. It's exceptional. Um, so throw out the times of your services, and then we'll wrap up. Yeah, we uh, worship at 8.30 a.m., traditional worship in the sanctuary, and then at 11 a.m., there are two worship gatherings, 11 o'clock in the traditional sanctuary and 11 o'clock in Seabrook Hall, which is more of a contemporary worship gathering. All right, good stuff. Again, more of this information on your website, ChristChurchMemphis.org. That is ChristChurchMemphis.org. And the news tidbit is you guys joined our Sunday lineup, which stream your service at 9 to 930. Thank you, Pastor, for dropping by. Appreciate the work you do every single day in our city of Memphis. Thank you so much. It's an honor. And thank you for everything you all are doing as well. God bless. All right. Going to leave it there.